Welcome to Haunters Podcast, a show dedicated to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and all things macabre. Now here are your hosts, Mr. Wonderful and Zach Hilton. Welcome everybody to another episode of your favorite podcast and an early release episode of your favorite podcast. This is Hunter's Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful. With me is the man of a million voices, maybe, possibly, Zach Hilton. Well, hello, and I'm excited to do this episode with you, Mr. Wonderful, who has a house of a thousand corpses. Uh, Oh, yeah, you did it better than me. (laughs) You did it much better than me. I should have said something like, he is a wolf man by night. <laughs> like, I, I messed it up. You oh, can... if anything, I'm a creature in a black lagoon, baby. Ooh, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't I just? Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to say, uh, you guys can follow us on the Twitter at Haunters Pod, Haunters P-O-D. And if you have, then you already have an idea of why this episode's being released a little bit earlier and why this is going to be such a cool episode. Uh, if you like us on the Facebook page, sorry, I didn't tell you, but uh, you can still <laughs> like us there, Facebook.com. Give us a search, Haunters Podcast. There's other cool things up there. There's other cool things on there. Yeah. I just, I couldn't tag this person on Facebook to do something as cool as you did on the Twitter in tagging Blake Broswell, the show director, creative development at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we reached out to Universal and they got back to us and let us be a part of this awesome day to interview Blake. And I'm excited to dive deep into what, HHN 29 is going to deliver but don't get it don't get it twisted ladies and gents we're going to throw some curveballs at him oh yeah I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the notes that we've sent back and forth on these questions I am super excited there's definitely a couple in here that I'm like oh yeah he, he yeah he's gonna love us right do I think you, he's gonna <laughs> fall in love with us <laughs> do you think we give him the question like have you ever killed a man with <laughs> bare hands <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen a grown man naked Uh, have you ever watched movies about gladiators (laughs) oh my goodness yeah we should just honestly we should uh, i'm you know what i'm just gonna start asking him airplane quotes and uh jay uh mole rats questions um that's right (laughs) it's gonna be the dating game where's where's the craziest place you've ever made whoopee <laughs> Whoopi, what? why don't you? What the? What the? What is Whoopi? Uh, <laughs> it's a schooner. <laughs> oh my god! I hear they oh have chocolate covered pretzels. Is already off the rails. I wish us all the luck in the world during this one. Uh, you know what? No, no, no. We'll we'll get professional. We do get professional when we need to be professional. We like to have fun. Again, we're the mullet of podcast. You know, so. That's right. We, we, we're taking we, yeah. our beer goggles off and we're going downtown. Uh, mm, I don't know. I like, I like my beer goggles on. Little, <laughs> little slap and pickle. Yeah, I did it two episodes in a row. I don't care. I got quoted on Twitter for it. So That's y'all right. liked it. That's going, you know what? That's our next shirt, slap oh, and pickle. Haunter's podcast on the back. Little slap yep. and pickle. Little slap and pickle. <laughs> <laughs> 
you think I'm kidding? That's I, our next shirt. <laughs> it's funny because I know you're not. <laughs> um, yep, exactly. Even if you simply just buy one and be like, here's your Haunter shirt, finally, idiot. You, finally, you have a Haunter shirt. Jesus. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to be buying this uh, that shirt as of tonight for the recording because I'm picking up and working at the other job, so I think I'll have a little bit of a... Uh, Spending cash for that, but actually, I believe this weekend those shirts are discounted, right? Yeah, right now they're discounted. I think it's only a couple of days. So if you're going to get yourself a holler shirt, people, make sure you go to our Twitter. I pinned it at the top. Just click the link, send you right to our page. Yeah, I believe it is. Uh, it's over at T Public, right? Yep, T Public. Search Haunters Podcast. Boom, boom. There yeah, you go. yeah. And we'd love to see you guys wearing that, uh, especially if you do go to HHN and you wear it. Uh, I know a couple of y'all have uh, tagged us in the post. Uh, Bernard. Bernard's been wearing it. God, yeah, yeah. Love you, Chad Bernard. wearing it. Oh, I love you. We ya. got Mark. Mark is going. He's coming all the way from Scotland. A guy from Scotland has this shirt. Why don't you? Oh, because he clearly <laughs> has a better life than me. Uh, so, <laughs> but but you you all couldn't tell. I was actually touching myself in excitement for you guys wearing our oh. shirts. I love being on your oh. chest. Um, so, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I like to make it weird. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, please tag us on that. Also, if you do listen to the show, I do want to remind y'all, please rate and review us. We are getting so much closer to being number one in travel on podcast uh, for Apple, and I want to be number one for <laughs> travel. got to be number one. <laughs> the only way we, we can get there. We got to be number we one. We got to be number one, and the only way we can get there is if y'all rate and review the show wherever you listen. So just... I, I hope you give us a five and not a one. Uh, and, you know, maybe just a little comment that's like, hey, they're funnier. Hey, I hate wonderful. We want more Zach. Like, <laughs> five stars. Four stars. You lost one because of wonderful. I get it. My mom says that to me every day. Um, so... <laughs> Either way. What an intro to this great interview we're going to have. I was I was just trying to get it back on track right there, and I, I don't think I can at this point. But we will nope. get it back on track uh, when we come back because we do have Blake Roswell, the show director, creative development, Halloween Horror Nights, going to be joining us. And, and Zach, I'm, I'm ready to do this, man. Are you? I'm absolutely ready. All right. It's coming up next on your Haunters podcast. Hey, this is Josh. And I'm Rob. And we are from the Diz Noids Podcast. Join us each week as we try to keep our random ramblings in check. That's right. Dive into our cauldron with the sweetness of recipes from theme parks to movies to music to comics to any and everything we can talk about. Our jibber-jabber knows no boundaries, but our expertise in these fields will be sure to make your ear holes smile. That's right. Follow us each week with our episodic adventures with a side of sarcasm to lead us through the magical forest of pop culture. You can find us where all podcasts are found, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and even on Facebook. Just search The Disnoids. That's right, my wonderful, wonderful friends. As always, stay metal. We are very excited right now, Zach and myself, to have a very special and important guest on the program, Blake Braswell. He is the show director with Creative Development at Halloween Horror Nights Universal Studios. Now, now, Blake, that is one heck of a job title. What exactly does that entail? So our group of show directors over at Creative Development, it's, it's me, it's a gentleman named Patrick Braylor, and we got Charles Gray. Um, and we, we kind of 
split the event up, as it were. Uh, I take over all the development side of the scare zones, and the, those two guys, they split the two uh, the houses up into two groups. So, so two groups are five houses. Uh, and then we all also collaborate, work together, kind of help each other out with you know our individual things. Three, three brains are way better than, than one, as it were. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and so really what we do is we develop the concepts, uh, the storylines, uh, or how we're going to make it as an IP, you know, to life. And then we partner with our scenic designers and art and design to then, you know, visually start bringing all of this to life uh, before we then swing in with our, you know, our, our, our lighting designers, our effects designers, you know, the staging uh, designers, all that kind of stuff. Um, but so, you know, that's it's it's a blast because we get to start in the beginning. Some of the most fun stuff is our concept where there are no rules and it's just blue sky. And to start to see the event begin to take shape way back when before you've even, you know, swung a hammer uh, is a really awesome <laughs> part to be a, uh, or a thing to be a part of. Yeah, I, I bet it is. And I did a little bit of research on you, Blake, and it. It seems that you were in theater and you were a theater director. How do you bring theater into the scare zones? Uh, so I, st that's a really good question. So what happens when they, they brought me in? My, my background was uh, a lot of theater directing as well as uh, a lot of stage combat and, and fight choreography uh, in theater and, and, and some for film and TV. Um, and so when they brought me onto the team, one of my goals was to get some more interactive theatrical environments going on. I mean, I mean, in Halloween Horror Nights truly is a interactive theatrical experience, just purely already. Um, but I wanted yeah. to get uh, stages and stuff or elements that were up on some platforms out in the street so that you actually start to see some more theatrical moments that are occurring up there. Uh, my first year for 25, actually, when I was on the team helping coach performers and, and not yet a full show director, uh, it was the HHN 25 and we had all the, the vignettes on the street and it's with the different icons and that was a perfect place for me to start it's why they put me there because they knew I had the big uh, background at theater so those were like perfect places for me to start uh, and so that kind of theatricality is something that I, that is definitely bled into my work for the scare zones here uh, you know in, in Hollywood for Vanity Ball we've got you know crazy surgery stages and a big runway where we show off the different uh, surgery artwork that the, they've been doing we've got uh, out in Zombieland Double Tap I've got you know a, fight show moments that occur out on the stage reenacting some of the some of the moments from the film so that those kind of theatrical elements are definitely something that has, has bled from my from my past of working working in theater I, I gotta <laughs> say it's really cool to hear you say that you kind of started working on the scare zones and doing that at 25 because 25 was actually my first year that I went to Halloween Horror Nights changed my life uh, I, I do remember I like it just changed my life the whole thing I thought I knew horror events until I went to that so uh, kudos to you guys there but every year I have noticed the scare zones have gotten uh, more interactive like more just you can hang out in them and stories are being told and, and they're just these fun places where you can kind of snap selfies and actually get scared but also then be like oh hey is it cool to get a picture with you like Killer Clowns last year I got some great pictures with the clowns. Yeah it's like uh, it's like this scary party that you get scared at but you still have fun <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's what's happening out in the streets <laughs> Uh, well, and actually, you know, sometimes too, it's it's watching what what do people want. Um, what are sometimes you know you pay attention. This is what we do every year to 
to what the guests are doing and you you can kind of help cater to that and those kind of you know selfies 10 years ago weren't the thing that they are now right, right. um so right. that that's a shift uh so i've done some things like over in uh the scare zone in san fran uh, rob zombies hellbilly deluxe we actually put a photo op opportunities in there like we rebuilt the dragula car so you can actually get in it and take a picture of that we rebuilt the uh the the zombie throne that if you are if you get the album to help the deluxe it's in the it's in the album art um so that people could actually interact with those pieces themselves and actually take pictures you know on them or, or, or in them uh and we've even done something like that over in zombie land double tap as well so that that's been um those kind of those kind of things are definitely something you could tell that people wanted so it's it's trying to trying to give the people exactly what they're asking for right well and it's really cool how it is interactive and such like that and you bring up zombie land i guess my question for zombie land is that you know you have to work with studios on these scare zones now do they give you like bullet points oh we want to see this in the film like i haven't been to hhn yet this year we go next week but i noticed you have the tower there like was that something the studio said or were you watching the movie and you were like i'm gonna get that tower in this zone well first so when we knew that we had started the conversations we were gonna start the conversations uh with our partners at sony to do zombie land uh or Zombieland Double Tap, I should say, we really, I've started designing and building the scare zone before we talked to them so that when we spoke to them, uh, especially if they've never been to a Halloween or Horror Nights, you've got to be able to convey what this thing is going to be. So we knew we wanted a large piece from the film and, you know, the the finale to do the drop tower, like that's a big, huge statement. We know it make a, uh, our streets in New York where it's placed at are huge. Uh, so you need big pieces to sort of draw people into what's happening there. Uh, so, no, we, we pretty much designed the zone as is, as you see it, um, and kind of present that uh, to our partners uh, and let them know what we're going to do. And, and you know you've done a good job when they're like, this is awesome. Yep, let's go. <laughs> Right, right. And uh, really quickly, you, you mentioned that Zombieland is called Double Tap. So does that mean that we're going to see maybe some parts from the sequel in the zone? And if we do, does, did you get a chance to see the movie or some clips that we haven't seen yet? Uh, we did get access to stuff I can't talk about yet <laughs> because oh. the movie does not come out till October. But we did get access to uh, some things uh, so that we could... Uh, we focused primarily on the first film, but then we kind of spread some Easter eggs and things throughout. Um, some of them are in the soundtrack. Some of them are characters that you'll see floating around. And we actually have the limo, if you've seen the trailer to Zabilad Double Tap, from the film itself mm-hmm. uh, that is placed as part of the scenic in our streets. Um, then you have original scare zones like Vanity Ball and Vikings Undead. Um, I guess for Vanity Ball, you know, I, I try to stay away from spoilers, but I couldn't avoid this. But <laughs> did I see a runway walk during yeah, this? So is this a part of the yeah. show stuff? Absolutely. So uh, when we were developing this stage, this is a designed, uh, the, the scenic designer I work with is a guy named Dylan Cola. And he, it's actually his first year working as a scenic designer for the streets. Uh, like last year, he did Stranger Things. He's done like the Fallen House, but this is his first time doing the streets. And he's done a really good job. Um, uh, and so he did the Street of Hollywood. We started working on this idea for Vanity Ball. And I knew that I wanted uh, this. I, what kind of inspired me was kind of looking at like electric, uh, you know, dance music festivals and stuff where people just crowd around these. Cr- oh, no, we lost them. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is horrible. 
Yeah, yeah, hopefully they come back. Oh my god, what just happened there? I was going to say, let's talk houses next. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, hopefully god, he comes I, back. I hope he comes back. I <laughs> Quickly email Allie and be like, I don't know what happened. The call got dropped. Okay, I'll email her. Yeah. God, that sucks. That really does suck. Because we were at nine minutes, it was going, oh, wait, they're calling back. Hello. I don't know what happened there. So sorry about that. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. All right. So welcome back, Blake. Uh, (laughs) Nice to have you back on the show. Well, luckily, we were just starting to talk about vanity balls. I don't don't think we'd gotten too far down the road. No, no, no. No. Yeah, we had just gotten into the runway. Uh, Yeah. So so what I was saying uh, was... We, I was looking at like EDM festivals and people crowding around a DJ, right? And, and like how at a party. And I thought about well, what yeah. if instead of a DJ, it's got that vibe, but it's like a surgeon. And it's like a surgeon that does crazy body art, like, you know, ripping people uh, apart, putting like, oh, we love your smile. So we're going to take it off of you and put it on someone else. Like it's just this kind of bizarre thing going on. And then what if, uh, you know, maybe there's a couple of artists and what do they compete against each other? And then our, our scenic designer, Dylan Cola, he threw down the idea of like, well, can they have a battle off? Can we do a runway? And I said, man, we can't, but I, we can't put an enormous piece of scenic in the middle of the street because a parade happens during the day. And he goes, never mind, I got an idea. And he concocted this idea of the way that we would put all these different scenic pieces together each night. So when the park closes before opening Halloween, they rush out in the street and they put this whole runway together. And when you see the size of it, you're going to be like, holy cow, that's a fast turnaround. Um, So then, yeah, and so we've got this host up there that uh, is hosting this crazy competition between these two, uh, Dr. Plasmare and Dr. Metamorph, who are competing to to show who's got the better... uh, you know, body body designs or surgery designs that they're they're concocting. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, now, I was curious because you mentioned Hellbilly Hellbilly Deluxe, Rob Zombie Scare Zone. Uh, I know. I again, I kind of do what Zach does when since we're coming up on it. I try to avoid spoilers, but I know that there's a lot of things in that scare zone. I, I kind of peaked that one the hardest. So. I know that the Dragula car is there. I know that the giant robot's there. It's really cool. But I was curious, because you do the scare zones, was there a conflict with Double the Rob Zombie this year? Like, did you come in and you were like, let's do Hellbilly Deluxe, and then the house side of things was like, well, we're doing House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, was there a fight at all, or was this a double, yes, more Rob? Yeah, well, actually, no, because what happens is uh, when we first start, we we, uh, have our... uh, what we call our concept collaboration when we first begin working on the next year's Halloween. Um, and we're actually in the middle of that right now for next year's. And so we, we start to develop some of the overall concepts and what the houses are going to be. And the night, the thing is houses start their construction first scare zone is just after. So that kind of allows me to see where they're going with the houses and work with them. And then, I can then squeeze in and compliment on the street side of things, if that makes sense. Um, but actually, mm-hmm. early on, when we knew that we had a uh, house with a thousand corpses, we had decided, like, right from the get-go, let's do a Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe Zone as well. You know, we can have that sort of scares and intense, but it's a party, it's a rock concert at the same time, you know, uh, happening out on the street. So, so yeah, they complemented each other. That that was uh, right, right from the get-go. Uh, we knew that we'd do both of those things. 
and you know since he did mention houses do you have any like say in the houses i know you concentrate on the scare zones but do you know does patrick come to you with like hey how's this idea for ghostbusters do you have any input on it yeah so when we do the initial like it's usually like a three or four day uh concept collaboration about a year to 14 months out we do that together because and we do that also we partner with our scenic designers because we need to tear each other's ideas apart and or we all go everybody goes this thing is amazing and then you know this is something we need to do like the con the consensus so quickly you know revolved around this concept or idea or whatever so we all work together and it's nice because then we kind of split apart now we know what we're working on so patrick's got five houses charles got five houses and i started to move to the scare zones but we all our offices are right close to each other and we constantly are in and out of each other's offices can you look at this can you look at that what do you think about this i'm thinking about this thing i know you're doing this kind of creature in the house so i don't want to mimic that original concept so i'm thinking more like this or we we communicate the whole time through um and it's it's awesome because i think it's the team is very collaborative uh our leader, Laura Saul, she's very collaborative because of that. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons you see such a strong variety in this season. Because we knew what everybody was working on, it was easy to avoid any overlap. Um, and plus, we mm -hmm. helped each other out. So also, you guys have seen my work on the streets for the last three or four years. But what's really yeah. great is you've seen right. my work in conjunction with an idea from a Patrick or a Charles or my different scenic designers or costume or makeup design. And that's what keeps it fresh. You know, you go, well, you know, what are you going to do next year? This year was great. And it's having those other voices and those other ideas bouncing around is what keeps us always fresh, always keeping it new, you know, kind of bigger and better each go around. That's really right. cool. That's, that's, that's great teamwork and it definitely does play out. Uh, that's why you guys are the premier event every single year. Uh, but Blake, I, I know we're, we only got about like another five minutes left with you. Uh, there are some of the scare zones that we did want to get to, but we were hoping to do a rapid fire session with you before, before we uh, lost you for the day or lost you again this time for real. Uh, <laughs> so if you're ready, man, we're just going to kind of start throwing some, some hardcore, really extreme, really tough questions your way. Hit, hit me up. All right. Which scare zone do you hope becomes a house next year? Oh man. If I had one that could become a house, I tell you, that's a tough one. Um, I think if it were up to Charles, it would be Vikings Undead because he's a big medieval and Viking nerd history like I am. And he, if I mm -hmm. can't find him at the event, he's in my scare zone. Just like I'm in his house with Ghostbusters if, if you can't find me. That's, a, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, pizza fries or Twisted Taters? Oh, pizza fries, dude. That's great. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, scariest house this year? Buddy, that's tough. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you, the wow. most beautifully haunting house, and that's the only way I can think to describe it, is Graveyard Games. It's gorgeous. Ooh. It's like this old New Orleans um, uh, style uh, cemetery. It's great. Yeah. I will also say on the IP side of the world, I feel like us is very unsettling, which I is fits because to me that's the how the film was. And I yeah, I got to give you two on that one. Okay. Um, there is a Universal Monsters house. It looks very rad and it looks updated. Who is your favorite Universal monster? I think it's always going to be Wolfman. I like his story. Okay. I mean, they all kind of have a tragic story, to be honest, but I, I, I do like Wolfman. He's identifiable for me. Favorite ride at Universal Studios? Oh, it's going to be The Mummy, dude. Oh, that's, that's a great <laughs> yeah. one. 
That is a fantastic ride. I work on Halloween. Of course, I'm going to like that one. Yeah. (laughs) I love love the mummy, Um, and I love the rip and rocket. Like, those are my two go-to. What was it like going through the Ghostbusters house for the first time, full walkthrough? Oh, so, so, what's nice about this is they get to be fans of the scare zones, and I get to be fans of the houses. But this particular year, usually I go through the houses a lot and see them and stuff, because once the event opens, I'm here to help. Uh, They start working heavy design on the next houses while I'm keeping an eye on everything here. I purposely avoided ever seeing Ghostbusters in its construction phase and refused to go in until it was fully done with a cast in costume. And it's amazing. I had the biggest (laughs) smile on my face coming out of that house. My face hurt. Uh, It's weird. You get scared, but you can't stop smiling. I I love that house. Uh, You got me even more excited because that's my like number one I'm anticipating to walk through that house well when you leave uh, the house turn around behind you as you're exiting and look at the people behind you walking out with the smiles on their faces it's awesome oh yeah will do uh, you like to hang out in the scare zones which scare zone this year do you hang out the most in um man I'm gonna tell you there's a <laughs> we there's so much variety I really enjoy what's happening in Vanity Ball uh, I think you'll catch me out there a lot you'll catch me out in uh, Hellbilly Deluxe a lot Anywhere people, the guests, are enjoying the zone, really, I'm, yes, I go out there and I'm, I'm making sure everything's going good. Our characters are, are always kicking butt and stuff. Um, but I I tend to go and just watch the people, to be honest, like enjoy the zone. Yeah. Um, so you literally pretty much any time at night, it's it just as likely to find me in any zone as any other, um, just watching people have a good time. I will say this, man. They are definitely some metalheads that are super enjoying Hellbilly Deluxe. I think they hang out there most of the night. Uh, that's where you're going to find me. You're going to be like, oh, that's the guy I talked to on the podcast. That's that Mr. Wonderful guy. <laughs> I have heard that statement by more than a few people. And uh, our final question for you, uh, with Mike Ilio leaving, um, that kind of opens up a spot. So are you, Patrick and Charles, going to have like a battle royal for it? Or are you guys <laughs> going to do like a Star Trek, Spock, and Kirk battle? Um, only if one of us wears a silly lizard suit that doesn't blink. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we still have really strong leadership in the art and design department uh, with like TJ Manorino. And that's really who, and then our, our, uh, our immediate manager for the show directors, Laura Sauls. And to be honest, Mike's role had become so big across the parks in general that where I partnered with him a lot in the very beginning of my short career, in the last couple of years, what I used to do with him, I did with Laura Sauls. Um, so uh, while we're all sad to see Mike go, although excited to see what he's going to be working on, um, I don't think... I think he has set the path up very well that I don't think people are going to notice... The only change you should see is just how every year we try to get better and better and better. That's the change that he put us, the path he put us on. And we're just going to keep doing that. And besides, I think every time we all do something, there's no way none of us aren't going, wait, what would Mike think about this? That's definitely, that's always what's going to be thought of. I feel like that that should be the motto because I called him the Kevin Feige, but I, I feel like it's all in great hands because you guys clearly have been doing fantastic work over there. I'm very excited to get there in by the time this airs on our show, we will be at Universal Studios. So I'm super excited to see the work you guys put in for this year. I'm excited to see what you guys do for 30 as well and, and beyond. Like, 
it's such a great job what you guys do down there, Blake. Well, thanks, man. If you see me on the street, say hi. I'm out here every night. We we absolutely will. will. That's Blake Braswell. You are the show director with Creative Development, Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Studios. Thank you so much, man, for giving us some time today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Hey there, podcast fans. I am Cassie, and I'm the host of Disflix and Tidbits, my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dives into your favorite movies. New episodes every other Wednesday. Tune in to Disflicks and Tidbits. Subscribe for free wherever podcasts are found. Oh man, welcome back to Haunted Podcast. That was some cool stuff right there. I've got to give a big thank you to Blake. Uh, over there at Halloween Horror Nights and Universal Studios. Uh, hopefully you all learned something today because that was a very educational uh, interview, I would say. He gave some good answers. I would say so, too. I think that was wonderful. Uh, thank you, Blake, for coming on. Thank you, Allie Beamer, yes. for uh, setting this interview up. I appreciate you. That's I appreciate I you. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna tag onto that, but I. I, 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 I was. was that. It sounded like I was going to tag on. Yeah, and I, I like, like. I basically had a. I don't know. A heart murmur. <laughs> oh, I thought. I thought you were just doing your best, Tim Curry, because I was sitting here with anticipation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I but, love it. But if you guys are interested, you could actually follow Blake on Twitter. We didn't mention this uh, or ask him to plug his stuff, which is bad on my part as a radio supposedly, guy. yeah, supposedly being a radio guy. Uh, but you can give him a follow at Blake Braswell. It's his. It's his whole name. So give him a search. Give him a follow. He's got some great stuff up there, and he actually retweeted us as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, And you can go to uh, his website, which is on there. I think it's BlakeBraswell.com and he actually has like comic book stuff that Ooh, he's written. Yeah, cool. and he's got scripts up there from uh, theater work and stuff like that. His own stuff. Songs he has written. This man is multi-talented. Let me tell you, as much as I enjoyed talking to him about HHN, I would love to dive deep into his like entire career of from theater to theme park. Like he seems like the most interesting cat. Yeah, he uh we could have uh, I mean, trust me, we only had a 20 minute time frame to do that interview, but believe me, there were like I I I'm telling you guys out there like we didn't get to a good I want to say like at least six questions that we yeah. had bounced back and forth, not even the stuff that we came up with on our own because we had our own notes as opposed to the our notes that we were going off of together. So absolutely, I, like, yeah, it, he was super descriptive. So yeah. like, I would you know, love to we talk only to him had again. so much time, so we only scratched the surface. With yeah, this sucker. I don't even know if we got to scratch the surface. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> there is I so have much an digging itch now. Yeah, I think I think we really just kind of brushed up against like a poison ivy bush, and now I'm like, oh, there's. <laughs> Like, what's going on with you my arm? You always take it somewhere. I got, yeah, that's how. That's the radio guy in me. I create a <laughs> huge, big, extravagant story out of it. Uh, but, but now, uh, a big thank you again to the team over there for letting us interview him. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy that. But now, as we get ready to wrap up this show, uh, Zach, you and me, yeah. we're going to be heading to Halloween Horror Nights uh, 
this week, because, you know, recording podcasts sometimes get confusing on days. Uh, this yeah. week, as you guys listen to this, we are heading there this week. Super excited. Uh, we did get a couple uh, little pieces of detail there from Blake about what he liked house-wise, what he liked scare zone-wise, where he'd be hanging out. But I guess the best thing for us to do is, instead of doing like our, what do you think the 10 housing rank would be? Why don't we do what we think our top three houses will be, and then we can match that up after HHN and see if we were correct or if we were way off. I dig this. I dig this. Yeah, after everybody's done their work at, you know, they've shown uh, what their top 10 houses are. And we've looked at these rankings, and there's a lot of – everywhere is everything. So it's pretty great. But – if I had to give you my top three, I'm going to say Ghostbusters number one. I'm going to say Graveyard Games number two. And I'm going to say Universal Monsters number three. Uh, that's funny because for me, uh, we agree on our number one. But again, I think the number one just comes down to this. It's is, unfair. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an, it, there is a heavy bias leaning into this one. And it is Ghostbusters. Uh, for me, the number two one is, again, kind of has a bias to it free being there and that's house of a thousand corpses but this one right here my number three actually comes about it was hovering around five until blake mentioned it and it's graveyard graveyard games oh like i'm I'm now super into that because i was intrigued by it and then when the theater guy is like yeah i like that house a lot i'm like ooh, that's probably gonna peak a lot of my interest as well so i'm kind of super hyped for that now that i think that could be in my top three yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait to go through all these houses. And yeah, A House of a Thousand Corpses would have been in my top three if it wasn't for, you know, Universal Monsters. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to go through this and see if the list gets shake up. Yeah, same, same. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, you know, there's that part of me that's like, I hope it does. I hope it does. I yeah. hope, you know, I hope, I hope, like he mentioned, the Us House is unsettlingly creepy and like I'm going in there and I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. I'm, I'm not too hyped on this being a house and then I'm like you know what us is number one like I get why you all right like I want that to happen uh as much as I do hope that I'm correct and Ghostbusters does with my heavy bias succeed at achieving what I want absolutely yeah so I guess that'll do it for this week's episode guys um yeah We'll see you in Florida next weekend, baby. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple days down there, Zach. Uh, Review it, Rob. I know I'll be hanging out with you in a couple days down there. Uh, It's the, oh man, if you guys are going to be down there, hit us up on that Twitter. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook because you're going to find me at City Walk drinking a Smurf. Oh God, I cannot wait for a blue Smurf. Actually, I should post that (laughs) uh, as a throwback. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to drink this blue Smurf. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you all don't know what a blue Smurf is, have you really HHN the right way? Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. I put it out there. <laughs> oh, it's oh, out in the world It's now, out in baby. the world, baby. No, I'm sure you guys know all about the blue Smurf. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, this is going to be a fun trip. I am excited to get down there. I'm excited to hang out with you guys. I'm excited to hang out with you, Zach. I'm excited to hang out with Brooke. I'm excited to just freaking be at HHN. 100%. 100%, baby. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. And in the meantime, stay scary, my friends. 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 Stay who? Scary what? <laughs> my where? Friends. Boo. Stay uh stay scary, my friends. Oh. <laughs>
Who? <laughs> we can't end on somebody else's bit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Haunter's Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend. And you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and other streaming services just by searching Haunter's Podcast. You can tweet us at Haunter's P-O-D, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Haunter's Podcast. Until next time, don't open that door or check under your bed. Make sure your doors are locked and the lights are on. You never know when the next scare will come for you. Ha 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 ha.